sportsgrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. Sportsgrid.com. Say it with me. The two best words in the English language, in my opinion, football and Friday. Welcome to a football Friday, live right here on Sports Grid in the morning after. Sirius XM Channel 159, the home for Sports Grid Radio on Sirius XM, all across the Sports Grid Network as well. I am Ben Stevens. It is the first full football Friday of this year. We will look at everything that you need to know for the entire week one slate for the National Football League. There are 14 games on Sunday. 14 games in a single day on your Sunday. Park your butt on the couch and do not leave for all that we have for the week one slate in the National Football League that started last night. We'll also break down college football. A wonderful week two slate in hour number two of this show and it's a grand slam weekend here in new york the final grand slam event of the tennis calendar at the 2022 u.s open we already know the women's final now it's semi-final friday on the men's side to see who will face off for an opportunity to win that grand slam championship all of that culminating here on a football friday live on the morning after and as i said the nfl season here in 2022 underway last night in los angeles at the site of last year's super bowl where the 2021 campaign came to an end and it ended with the los angeles rams hoisting a lombardi trophy the rams did not look that part last night as the defending champs but the buffalo bills they might be that good the preseason super bowl favorites certainly living up to that pun very much intended billing last night in the season opener with a 31 to 10 win buffalo easily covering as a two and a half point favorite that line working in their favor all summer long and they paid it off last night did the bills a total of 51 and a half goes under we'll dissect that in just a minute but a 31 to 10 victory for Buffalo is the second largest margin of victory over a defending Super Bowl champion to open up a new year in NFL history. The Bills were that dominant last night. We have spent the entirety of this offseason here on the morning after dissecting every number associated with the Buffalo Bills, the favorites to win the AFC East, the favorites to win an AFC championship, the preseason favorites entering to win a Super Bowl as well. And we asked the question, Is this optimism founded or is it just hype for Buffalo? It certainly looks like that hype train is going choo-choo and those wagons are circling in Western New York, all led by the preseason NFL MVP favorite as well in Josh Allen. A huge debut in 2022. Incredibly efficient, 26 of 31, 297 yards through the air. Three touchdowns and two wonky interceptions, but certainly over both of his passing prompts last night. And as we tried to detail as well, over his rushing yards prop of 37 in a hook, finishing with 10 carries for 56 yards, banging bodies, throwing stiff arms, and finding his way into the end zone as well. Matthew Stafford on the other side, shaky to say the least. 29 of 41, 240 yards under that passing yards prop that came down prior to kick. Only a touchdown, 
Matthew Stafford threw for multiple touchdowns in 13 of 17 regular season games last year, only one last night, as well as three interceptions. Stafford was tied for the league lead last year with 17 picks in the 2021 season, three last night, and was sacked seven times by that Buffalo front seven. A welcome to our Sports Grid Radio audience here, the opening hour of the morning after, live on this first full football Friday of the year Sirius XM channel 159 all of our terrestrial radio affiliates as well the Buffalo Bills certainly looked like the preseason Super Bowl favorites last night living up to every bit of optimism and hope entering 2022 a 31-10 victory on the road in Los Angeles easily covering as a two and a half point favorite the second largest margin of victory for a team over the defending Super Bowl champs in the history of the National Football League and that total last night of 51 and a half it stays under why because Buffalo has a really good defense yes the last time we saw Buffalo prior to last night they were getting absolutely thrashed by Kansas City's offense but Buffalo led the league in scoring defense and in total defense a season ago last year they only gave up 18.3 points per game yesterday holding the Rams to just 10 points and only 243 yards of total offense keeping the Rams well below its individual team total of 25 in a hook as well a huge game on multiple sides for Buffalo Von Miller looked incredible in his debut in a Buffalo uniform against his former team that he helped get to a Super Bowl championship seven sacks for that Buffalo defense as well forcing three turnovers Buffalo turned it over four times they fumbled twice in those two Josh Allen interceptions but Stephon Diggs 122 yards and a touchdown Gabe Davis 88 yards and a touchdown and Josh Allen was certainly that preseason NFL MVP favorite that we all expected him to be here in 2022 and we mentioned Buffalo the preseason Super Bowl favorites their number only gets shorter after their season opening victory last night six to one entering take a buck off that number it is now plus 500 for the Buffalo Bills as your Super Bowl favorites the LA Rams move back from the fourth best odds with an 11 to 1 price now 14 to 1 dramatic movement three dollars working against LA in this market on only one game I know the Rams did not look great last night but it seems like that might be a ton of overvalue there we continue going through the NFL week one slate up next here on the morning app sportsgrid.com betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real-time odds predictive betting models expert picks and more want the edge then get on the grid sportsgrid.com football is so back football is here and football Fridays have returned in full to the morning after even more especially so when Mike Blewett joins the show here on this Friday on TMA Mike Blewett one of the hosts of pro football today each and every Sunday morning live right here on the grid 10 a.m eastern to 1 p.m leading you into kick on your NFL Sunday slate where Blewett this week there's 14 games on Sunday 14 it should be a national holiday it's a joyous occasion to have you here on a football friday on the morning after i was expecting some majestic music perhaps but in light of yesterday's events in uh jolly old england i understand why we can't play the trumpets and the horns but i am excited to be back 
uh, with you here on a football Friday. Uh, last night got off to a really interesting start, obviously, and we get into that and plenty more games. 14 games, a big slate. I'm excited for Sunday. So, Blewett, all offseason long, we have detailed the Buffalo Bills and their optimism in the marketplace. Every number favoring Buffalo in whatever category you looked it at. Last night, they certainly seemed like they lived up to that offseason hype. 31-10, to 10, the victory in Los Angeles over the Rams, easily covering as a two-and-a-half-point favorite. What was Mike Blewett's main takeaway from last night's season debut? Well... Uh, let me let me first say to everybody that's been watching me on this show over the last few months, I may have given you some advice to wait on the Bills because the number might get a little longer because of their first six or seven games, to which I say, whoops, because if they play like this, they're going to win every game on the schedule. Uh, I would say that the Rams obviously looked really rusty last night in a lot of different areas, the offensive line not holding up. Uh, Daryl Henderson was effective very, in very little spots, and Cooper Cup obviously had a really good game. But the turnovers, defense getting smoked multiple times, they just looked like a really rusty team. This could serve as a good jumping-off point for them to tighten things up. I, I, I never get that concerned about an early Super Bowl hangover, but that was a, a flat-out bad performance. They got dominated, and the Bills, playing with pace, and really hitting all of their weapons, I thought was really important. All the Gabe Davis truthers feel great after last night. And Diggs and everybody else getting involved. Josh Allen obviously starting off yeah. a potential MVP campaign last night. The market working in favor of Buffalo to win a Super Bowl now 5-1. to one. They were plus 600 already as the favorites entering last night's opener. The market working against the Rams, maybe slightly overblown, 11-1 to one in those preseason numbers. Now 14-1 to one following their debut last night on a Thursday. That was a two-and-a-half point spread, Blewett. We expected it to be a competitive game. It was not. It was the second largest margin of victory for a team in a victory over the defending Super Bowl champs in a season opener in NFL history. But now we're going to look at some of the shorter spreads for the week one Sunday slate in games that we expect to be more competitive than we saw last night. And the game that probably has the most storylines entering Sunday afternoon, the Carolina Panthers hosting the Cleveland Browns. Baker Mayfield's revenge game against his former team that drafted him number one overall in 2018. And Blewett, we have seen this line go flippity flip. It was one and a half in favor of Carolina yesterday. It was two and a half in favor of the Panthers earlier this week. Now it's the Cleveland Browns as a one and a half point road favorite live on the FanDuel Sportsbook. What do you make of that line movement that we are seeing here entering this weekend? Uh, it's an interesting one. I think people are caught up in the revenge game factor. It's a compelling game that it feels like, uh, obviously, we're living in a simulation of some sort when these types of things <laughs> happen. But uh, I would say that the Browns clearly on paper are the better team. Yep. But that would... I'm not in any way dismissing the Panthers on paper. I think the ban the Panthers' struggles all have serviced around being a very young team, especially young defensively, and they have a little bit more experience now, and obviously very erratic quarterback play. For all the grief that Baker Mayfield gets, I think that he could be a stable presence for them at quarterback, certainly more stable, stable than Sam Darnold, and I think even more stable than Teddy Bridgewater, even though that's his calling card. 
um, I'm in. I'm of the opinion right now where I do not know how all of this offseason stuff has affected the Browns mm. beyond the fact that Jacoby Brissett is the starting quarterback for the first 11 games of the season. I'm in the position to take points here. It's a home dog in week one. I think this could go really sideways and probably isn't my favorite bet, but I do mm. like the Panthers here because – I think the return of CMC and a stable presence at quarterback, they do have a lot of talent, could be really interesting. The Panthers' challenge this year is going to be keeping Baker clean and the offensive line has been upgraded and whether or not Matt Rule can survive all of this. Is Matt Rule actually be able to stand up to the rigors of an 18-game or 18-week season in the NFL? The owner and he do not get along. It's known by everybody. He could be the first coach fired. But if we thread a needle here, the Panthers could actually be a legit team. It was so fascinating, Blue, because obviously the Panthers were the team here that got the steam with all the offseason narratives surrounding this game. Deshaun Watson suspended for the first 11 games of the year. The Panthers acquiring Baker Mayfield. And oh, yes, it was hosting the Cleveland Browns in their opener. But it's important to remember that Carolina's win total for this season is six and a half in the under has the juice of that number. Things to keep in mind. The Panthers are not some surefire NFC playoff contender by any means with the third best odds out of four teams to win the NFC South. By the way, those numbers you saw on Baker Mayfield for his game number one props, 220 and a half, the passing yards total. Baker Mayfield went over that in five of the first seven games as a member of the Cleveland Browns last year in 20. 21 blew it low-key one of the games that i am most looking forward to will happen on sunday afternoon in the twin cities in minneapolis an nfc north clash between the minnesota vikings and the green bay packers the vikes at home a one and a half point home underdog against the packers in a game blew it a lot of people think minnesota can challenge green bay this season finally for that top spot in the nfc north what will this game tell you about the divisional race to come in 2022 it's yet another home underdog. We're seeing a lot of that here in week one, Ben. I think it's a trend that people should be mindful of. Just in general, I think if you're going to be a successful better in any sport, and particularly in the NFL, you have to get really comfortable betting underdogs, betting unders, and certainly uh, home underdogs can be a really interesting play. I'm fascinated by this game as well, Ben, because I think there's a lot of people that feel that the Vikings can legitimately contend with the Packers this year. I think the change at the head coaching position, particularly it being an offensive-minded coach, is a really good thing for Kirk Cousins, Dalvin Cook, and Justin Jefferson and more. And I do think that they have an opportunity to compete. I'm still picking the Packers to win the division, but I have the Vikings Mm -hmm. as a playoff team. Uh, In this game, again, I think I'm going to take the points here. I don't feel as comfortable about it because I understand how good Aaron Rodgers is and how good he is in the division. But I'm going to take some points here. I think the Vikings offense can get off to a really good start and the Packers might have to feel their way uh, without Devontae Adams. They're feeling their way with the new wide receiver options. Blew it last year. Minnesota opened up the season. Their first 15 weeks, 14 of those 15 games decided by single digits it's a one and a half point spread only for sunday afternoon it is expected to be competitive blue we'll get some more thoughts for that first sunday night football game of the season in the star between the cowboys and the buccaneers on the other side of the break but as we get ready for this sunday slate we'll look around the divisional matchups as well so you're picking the packers 
to win the NFC North. That's why we had them at minus 155, the FanDuel Sportsbook does, because Green Bay has dominated this division. Three straight divisional crowns, eight of the last 11. Plenty more to come with Mike Blewett here on a football Friday. Some of the biggest games from the Sunday slate, and then we'll run the triple option. Our favorite side, favorite total, and favorite prop for week number one of the National Football League season. Mike Blewett's going nowhere. Football Friday is back in just a couple of minutes here, live on the morning after on Sports. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. NFL week number one is very much here and already underway. And on Sunday, there are 14 football games for you to enjoy, capped off by the first Sunday night football game of the season in the star in Dallas, the Cowboys hosting the Buccaneers and blew it. These two teams, as Mike Blewett is back here on the morning after on this football Friday live on Sports Grid, they started the season against each other last year in that opening game of the year on a Thursday night in Tampa, the Bucks were booked as a nine, nine and a half point favorite and did not cover that number, only winning by two, 31 to 29 the final last year in 2021. But to start off 2022, it is expected, at least based on that price, to be a competitive game once again. Two and a half in favor of Tom Brady in Tampa Bay. Blue it, how do you break down this matchup between the boys and the Bucks? So yet another home underdog, including last night's game. We have 11 home underdogs in one week. That's extremely unusual. You don't generally see that many in a given week. And I will say that as much as I say you have to get comfortable betting underdogs, betting home underdogs, you can't just bet that trend blind, obviously. You're trying to pick your spots. I would, And, I, and I'll be the first one to say I, I like the Rams last night with the points. They, yeah. they obviously didn't live up to that. So uh, I also think it's important to note that in week one there is at times some value that you can extract because if these two teams play it a month from now i think that this spread is a lot different hmm. i think the bucks are far superior to the cowboys going into this season it's not me saying that the bucks are going to go on a run to another super bowl but i'm really concerned about the cowboys I think they've lost some key players, did very little in order to improve this team during the offseason. That was even before the Tyron Smith injury. And I think if these two teams played this game, even three weeks from now, the Bucs should be a six-point favorite. So I think you're getting some Ooh. value right now, and I like the Bucs. I think they win this game. doesn't mean that they blow them out, but I, I like the Bucs to win this game on the road. Mike Blewett, year number 45 on this earth for Tom Brady, about to embark on his 23rd NFL campaign. His passing yards prop for Sunday night, 274 in a hook. His season-long prop, 4,500 and a half. Tom Brady, well over that number, over 5,000 last year in 2021, leading the entire National Football League in passing yards. What are your expectations, Mike Blewett, for Tom Brady here in his 23rd NFL season? I think I'm going into this season with the same expectation that I had for him last year was that he's going to throw it until his arm falls off. I, I really do think that that's the mode that he's in right now. 
I thought he was the MVP last year. I don't get worked up and the fact that Aaron Rodgers won it, but I would have given it to Tom Brady. He had a career year of 5,300 yards and 43 touchdowns. He really was amazing. And I know that the team is a little different right now. There's no Gronk. He doesn't have Godwin for a few weeks. And Mike Evans has been a little banged up, and Tom took a mini vacation in the middle of training camp. All of that is uh, can stress you a little bit, but I don't think it changes materially my thoughts that they'll have he'll have another very good season. This is 800 yards. The prop is more than 800 yards off of his total for last year. And even if he doesn't hit that 5,300 total, I still think he's going to be throwing the ball a lot. It's basically his offense, the way he wants to run it, and they'll find targets in the other tight ends. Gronk wasn't a huge factor last year. He was in key situations, but I don't think it materially changes how the offense is going to run and how much to run with pace. I don't think this becomes the Leonard Fournette offense in the same way that you and I talked during the break that the Packers could shift a little bit and get a little run heavier. I don't think it changes that materially. The Buccaneers last year threw the ball on 66.5% of their plays, by far the largest passing play percentage in the National Football League a season ago. Elsewhere blew it around the NFC South, a divisional matchup in Atlanta on Sunday. The Saints on the road against the Falcons in New Orleans, a five and a half point road favorite. Yet another home underdog blew it, and this spread is loftier at five and a half points do you think the Falcons have any value as the home dog or will the Saints go marching to start off 2022 I do think it's a lot of points for when you have a road divisional home uh, when you have a home divisional underdog I think generally that's a good place to take points but the Falcons team has is likely to be one of the worst teams in the league that offensive line has not performed up to the standards that their draft picks belie They have three number one draft picks on that line. They don't play like it. I think the defense is really uh, talent deficient still. And I think they're still ways away from turning this team around. It's going to be one of the worst teams in the league. But this also goes up against the fact that the Saints are a different team now. Sean Payton isn't there. And I think people are underrating the impact that Sean Payton had on that team. For all the people that are really bullish on the Saints and think Jameis can really get to a, a sweet spot here with Michael Thomas and Chris Olave and Alvin Kamara, I think there is a chance that this offense can be really good because the offensive line is legit and the defense is probably not talked about as much. Really good defense. I think the Saints are right in this playoff picture to start out not knowing exactly how Jameis looks, laying a, a touchdown on the road in the division. I don't love it, but it's a the Falcons are a hard team to bet on it. This one I'm really torn about because it's a little too many points for me. I kind of like it, as we'll get to in just a little bit, when we run the triple option here on this Football Friday. But, Blue, as you look at the NFC South, the Buccaneers, a very heavy odds-on favorite, minus 230 to win this division for a second straight season, along with the Buffalo Bills. That minus 230 price was the best of any team to win any division in the National Football League. Are the Bucs going to run away with the NFC South this season? The major concern, we talked a little bit about the receiving options, but the major concern for the team is the offensive line. The defenses are getting a little bit older, but they still have some young pieces there, Devin White and um, uh, Winfield and others. So I think overall, yeah, it's just a superior team to the other ones in the division. If the offensive line really fails, 
and Brady is getting in trouble, then that that's what will impact this team in a significant way. I just don't think the Saints, Panthers, and certainly not the Falcons are double widget, double digit win teams. Yeah. The Saints maybe ten and seven. But I think the Bucks are getting right back to ten, eleven wins. You know, they had thirteen last year. So uh, even yeah. even regressing a little bit, I think puts the Bucks in the lead for the division. Tampa is the favorite to win the NFC, and one of the main reasons is that path because of how weak the NFC South division is perceived to be entering 2022. For Mike Blewett, you see the terrible towel over his right shoulder. Oh, yeah. The Pittsburgh Steelers on the road this week, not in Acrisure Stadium, against the Cincinnati Bengals, a rare home favorite Blewett to start off this NFL campaign. Since he lands six and a half at home against your Steelers what's the approach to this AFC North divisional matchup to start the year get a lot of points for a divisional game I definitely think the Bengals are the superior team this year the Steelers do find a way to hang in games like this though it's a very odd um, characteristic of Mike Tomlin teams where they sort of play down to the competition when they're favored but when they are a heavy underdog like they are in this case uh, they really come out swinging, keep games tight. So that should be noted as we go into this game. But yep. I'm really concerned. I think the the Steelers have an absolutely fatal flaw. Actually, the same fatal flaw that the Bengals had last year, despite the fact that they got to the Super Bowl. So offensive lines, that's not good. If you watch them in the preseason, whatever they kept, whatever they're trying, whatever combinations they have tried, have not worked. Mitch, I think did not even get a fair shake during the preseason. I'm happy for him that he won the job, but there were moments during the preseason where he was running for his life. And I think that has an opportunity to happen to him during the regular season. So I say that to say, I, I don't think Mitch is even going to get a fair shot here. I think he'll play a bunch of yeah. games and we'll see Pickett. Uh, but as far as this game is concerned, can that Bengals pass rush really create an issue? Steelers are going to be a run heavy team. I think for the most part, but can they create some turnovers with Trubisky and get him off his mark? I think that's going to be an important part of this game. Uh, the Steelers defensively, I'm not really that worried. They gave up a lot of rush yards last year, but it was funneled that way. They're such a good pass rushing team, the most sacks in the league, four years running, defensive player of the year. Teams are going to run on them just because they're concerned about passing the ball. Um, yeah. I, I like the Bengals here. Six and a half, though, or six points is a lot to lay. I think in a divisional game, I think you hold your nose and take the points, but don't expect pretty offense out of the Steelers. The Steelers, a seven and five team against the number last year when booked as an underdog. Pittsburgh is plus 330 to make the postseason. The Steelers have been a playoff team each of the last two years, six of the last eight. But Blue, there are two teams in the AFC North the Ravens and the Bengals that are pretty heavily favored to make the AFC playoffs this season. How many teams out of the AFC North division do you believe will be in the AFC postseason? It's so tough because this is, this is one of the more difficult divisions to figure out along with the AFC West and you're jumbling all those teams together in a playoff picture. I'm going to say two here. I think the Browns and the Steelers are on the outside looking in. I think these odds are right. I think the Ravens and the Bengals are going to get in. Uh, expect some regression from the Bengals, but I'm not I'm not as bullish on the Ravens as others. I just think they have a chance to win the division. I think it's neck and neck with those two, all the way down to Week 18. 
I've started to talk myself more and more, Mike Blewett, into the Baltimore Ravens. We did a little pool here down in our production pit with a team that is here each and every day in SportsGrid. And I picked the Baltimore Ravens to win the Super Bowl. I think I was just trying to be an outlier, not going with the Rams or the Bills or the Chiefs or the Bucks. And I picked the Ravens, but now I might be a huge Ravens guy entering 2022. I'm also a huge believer in running the damn ball. We run the triple option up next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Live here on a football Friday on the morning after on sports grid we believe one thing above all else that is establish the run or at least running the triple option our favorite side favorite total favorite prop for week number one of the national football league season across your sunday slate welcome back to a football friday live right here on tma i am ben stevens he is mike blewett he is the host of pro football today each and every sunday morning live right here on the grid starting at 10 a.m eastern time where he and a wonderful cast and crew that includes kevin walsh and some insight from warren sharp will get you ready for the sunday slate in the national football league but blew it for the first time here all year on this football friday we run the triple option it is a beautiful thing and you being our wonderful guest can begin with your favorite side of week number one's nfl sunday slate you know, Ben, as I combed through all the games, I didn't want to brush aside any options. So I went through each and every game and decided that my favorite side of this week was the Philadelphia Eagles on the road. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are obviously a road favorite, so uh, be wary of the home underdog trend. I just think that in week one, we often see this. Last night turned out to be one of them we see spreads that are a little too tight. I talked about it with the Cowboys and the Bucks. I think if they yep. play a month from now, that's a six-point game. And I think we'll see the same here. I'm of the opinion that the Eagles are going to win the NFC East. Yep. And I think they're going to have a very successful season. They've done a lot in order to improve that team. I think Hurts can continue to improve. A.J. Brown uh, running back by committee and everything else. I just think they're in a good spot here offensively and defensively, and I I give Sirianni a lot of credit for getting that team to the playoffs last year, even though they didn't beat a lot of good teams. They'll have to prove that this year. I just think that the hard knocks bump, Ben, is way Mm -hmm. too much. We see Dan Campbell rise to coach of the year. People get really fired up about stuff like that, and it has absolutely no impact on what the team looks like. Credit to the Lions for being a competitive team last year. They were very good against the spread. I just think that going into this year, Philly is too much for them, and I like Philly to win by a touchdown at least. It's a fascinating game to me, Blewett, and I'm glad you had it as a part of your triple option for your favorite side because it's a team that two teams that enter with optimism. The Eagles now the favorites to win the NFC East. That is where Philly has their expectations entering this season, and Detroit is expected to be a lot better than they were last year. We say this all the time. Good teams win, great teams cover. And the fighting Dan Campbells can certainly fight. Last year, booked as an underdog in all 17 regular season games, they were 11-6 and against the number. This number, though, only being three and a half, 
just feels a little bit too small, in my opinion, Blewett. I agree with your assessment. If it was six and a half, I would feel differently That's right. about backing the Lions as an underdog. But it's only three and a hook, and it's an interesting spread to start off week number one. We have focused on home underdogs for most of this opening hour. I'm going to go with another road favorite that we discussed earlier. The New Orleans Saints on the road in Atlanta against the Falcons. Now, the Saints are laying five and a half in this game, Blue. It's a lofty spread for a road favorite week one against a divisional opponent. But you mentioned the change at the top for this Saints organization. Sean Payton, no longer the head coach. But his defensive coordinator of the last six years, Dennis Allen, now is the head man. I believe that consistency will bode well for New Orleans defensively a top five scoring defense last year ranking fourth in the league allowing less than 20 points per game and the sixth best total defense only allowing 318 yards per game to their opponents and yes there are some questions about Jameis Winston as the quarterback but he has a lot of offensive pieces here's my biggest thing though I think the Falcons are going to be very very bad their win total is four and a half it is the second lowest of all the National Football League entering this season on the FanDuel Sportsbook. And last year, as an underdog, Atlanta was just 3-7-1 against the spread, the third worst cover percentage when booked as a dog in the NFL last year. And the Saints, in the last two seasons, 9-3 and three against the spread, against divisional opponents throughout the regular season. I am optimistic for the Saints. I believe the Saints will be an NFC wildcard team in 2022. And it starts in week number one, covering a five and a half point spread on the road in Atlanta. Good stuff. You said they were the second lowest. Is there somebody lower than four and a half now? I know the Texans are in that range uh, too. Technically the juice, right? So the over yeah, yeah. has the juice for Atlanta. It's minus 120 okay. of that four and a half. The Texans also at four and a half, but it's even juice on both sides. Minus 110, minus 110 to the over and the under. So technically... Atlanta has the second lowest win total if you use the juice as your indicator there. Got it. Uh, I had Atlanta under wins last year. They actually they came close. They were 7-10 and 10 last year. It's miraculous yeah. that they were 7-10. and 10. Yeah. It makes me feel good about Arthur Smith as a coach, but uh, I still think they are kind of on the way down from a talent perspective before they build themselves back up. He's got a six-year deal. I don't think he's on a hot seat of any kind, and I like some of the things he does coaching-wise. It could be interesting with Mariota and Ritter, but I just think they're too bad defensively and, and they're going to lose a lot of games. So, uh, team total. I'm going to go to the Kansas City Chiefs right here. Uh, you and I actually liked uh, your option. I, I like your option as well, which you'll get to in a moment. But I think Kansas City comes out here. And for all the questions about, well, Tyreek Hill is gone and can MVS and Juju really step up? I think he's going to, Pat Mahomes is going to light it up this year. I think. Mm. In the long run, it's going to help the offense from playing with pace that the defense got a little bit worse. I, I don't think this defense is going to hold up for the entirety of the season. I do have faith in Mahomes and Reed as a duo that they can win a lot of games and even advance for pretty far in the playoffs. I just don't think this defense will be good enough unless the rookies mm -hmm. really come through in order to advance to conference championship game and or the Super Bowl. But I do think it means Pat Mahomes is going to start lighting it up. And I think this Cardinals, team's this Cardinals team has more question marks than I would like. And I think we have an opportunity for a shootout here. Doesn't mean this is a blowout, but I do like Kansas City to put up 35 or more. Uh, I think they get off to a good start offensively. 
That is certainly the expectation for how this game is booked out in Arizona on Sunday afternoon. It is the largest total of week number one in over-under that stands at 53-and-a-half. And as you saw, KC, a five-and-a-half point favorite. There is a beauty of producing the morning after. I'm the first one in the rundown alongside our producer, of course, John Shames. But I get first dibs on what my favorite picks are. And Blewett just has to react. It's unfortunate, but he provides that insight as well. So when I chose the under of the Bears team total on Sunday at 16-and-a-half, Blewett was like, I would have liked that one as well. I have the under for Chicago of 16 and a half for their team total as my favorite total in this triple option. I love Justin Fields. I believe Justin Fields was the second best quarterback in the 2021 NFL draft class. The Chicago Bears do not love Justin Fields, or at least they don't love supporting their second year quarterback. This offense and the talent around Justin Fields is going to be tough to watch at times this year. And I love saying bear down. But it's not going to be that case to start off week number one. The sixth worst scoring offense in the league last year was Chicago, averaging only 18.6 points per game. They're going up against the Niners defense that is as talented as many around the National Football League. San Francisco, a top five defensive unit last year, the fifth best scoring defense, only allowing 20.6 points per game to their opponent and the fourth best total defense. So top five in those very important statistical category Chicago also played 17 regular season games last year to 10 unders and they were under even this small number blew it of 16 and a half seven different times last year in the regular season it pains me to try to fade Justin Fields in the first game of his second year in the NFL but Bears under 16 and a half that's the way I feel for Sunday yeah big 10 ben uh betting against justin fields but i'm i'm aligned with you on this my only disappointment in seeing this line was that it was as low as it was so i think expectations are really low for the bears starting the season i'm with you i think the offensive line is a mess i think fields can get really beat up this year their shot the bears only shot is for him to be really great in the face of a lot of adversity and i think i would just keep an eye on the bears team totals for the entirety of the year last year we got a break when when Daniel Jones went down the Giants team totals did not adjust right away and if you were betting the Giants team total under you would have hit it seven of the last eight weeks of this season it was a really good trend to ride and I I think you might be seeing something here with the Bears Uh, as far as my favorite prop I think Lamar does get off to a good start I'm going to go with you can go anytime touchdown at plus 120, but I'm going to give you a little bit extra here. Anytime first half touchdown for Lamar Jackson, I think they're going to want to get him started early, maybe get a little bit of celebration going on the sidelines. Plus 280, Lamar Jackson, anytime first half touchdown. I don't see any way that they change his style of play. He rushed for 737 yards last year before he got hurt and then missed a bunch yep. of games. I say that because I know because I had the Lamar over last year. Uh, <laughs> let's hope he gets there last uh, this year, and uh, I like him to score a touchdown early here. I think he goes over 900 and a half rushing yards this year as well, Blewett. Certainly on pace with the 737 through 12 games last year and over that number, over 1,000 in 2019 and 2020. A big day for Lamar Jackson. He set this day 
Friday as the last day of his deadline that he would engage in contract extension talks with the Baltimore Ravens before the season gets underway. We await any news that might come out on this Friday afternoon. Blew it. My favorite props last year in the National Football League, passing attempts for quarterbacks. I think it's a market that's a little bit soft. Not passing yards, not passing touchdowns, just passing attempts. You throw the ball, I don't care if it's caught, if it's intercepted, if it's incomplete, as long as it counts as an attempt. And very few quarterbacks in the National Football League threw the ball more last year than Justin Herbert. His passing attempts prop against the Raiders in their debut in what should be a huge game with a total at 52 and a half is at 36 and a half for that passing attempts prop. It's a number that Herbert went over in both games against the Raiders last year, Blewett, including 64 passing attempts in that tie game that never was to end out the 2021 NFL regular season. He also went over 36 and a half in 10 of the 17 for LA last year, over in the first six consecutive games for the Chargers and in eight of the first 10, averaging more than 39 passing attempts per game last year. And in that span to start last season, when he went over this number in six straight games, he averaged 41 passing attempts per game. I love the prop for Justin Herbert this weekend. And as we get ready, Blue, quickly here, as we go around the AFC, which we all know is going to be an incredibly competitive conference, the largest spread this weekend is in favor of the Colts on the road, laying more than a touchdown against the Houston Texans. Indy is booked at minus 140 right now, Blue, to win the AFC South. How do you evaluate Indianapolis entering 2022? I have the Colts at a way better number than that. Uh, sorry to those of you that waited. I think this is their year to win the division. I think Matt Ryan is a really good addition. I don't think they'll be terribly flashy, but I think they're going to win a lot of games. And defensively and offensively, up front, they're particularly good as a coach, and I think they're happy to make this transition. I do not want to lay seven and a half points on the division in week one. We've seen the Texans scare people before. Uh, so a right. little bit of an issue with this week, but I'm bullish on the Colts. I have them to win the AFC conference as well at 18 to one. Oh, 18 to one. And that's gone down by six bucks to 12 to one. Mike Blewett, the host of pro football today. What a wonderful football Friday it was, Blewett, with you here on TMA. Have a great weekend. Enjoy the slate. More TMA up next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Our opening hour of our first full football Friday of this season comes to a close here in just a couple of moments. But thank you for joining us here on this Football Friday, live on the morning after on Sports Grid and Sirius XM Channel 159. It's the home for Sports Grid Radio on Sirius XM and all across the Spiz Grizz Network, that's Sports Grid, I am Ben Stevens. Week number one of the National Football League is already underway the season opener last night in los angeles the defending super bowl champion los angeles rams booked as a two and a half point home underdog it wasn't nearly enough against the preseason super bowl favorites the buffalo bills the bills win 31 to 10 easily covering as a two and a half point favorite and the buffalo bills look like a true super bowl contender so after what you saw last night has your opinion changed on buffalo let's find out together and fade the public 
Nope. The opinion of the public has not changed on the Buffalo Bills. In fact, it's probably only worked in favor of Buffalo, much like the betting market. The Bills right now, the question that we asked, after you saw last night, how far does Buffalo go this season? Will it just be a playoff team? Will the Bills make the AFC championship game? Or can they win a Super Bowl? 55% of the public at SportsGrid TV on Twitter think the Buffalo Bills are a Super Bowl champion contending team and certainly the rightful favorites at the moment. That's how the public feels and the market agrees. Buffalo entered last night's debut against the Rams as the preseason Super Bowl favorites with a plus 600 number. That number has only grown shorter on this Friday morning. Buffalo is now 5-1 to one as the Super Bowl favorites to hoist the Lombardi Trophy in Glendale, Arizona in the middle of February in Super Bowl 57. The public, the market, the optimism seemed earned last night for those Buffalo Bills. Our number two of the morning after is up next. We continue breaking down the NFL Sunday slate. College football gets into the mix and some Grand Slam tennis as well. Come back and join us here on The Grid.